0: Welcome to the Chicago Home Partner Podcast. I'm Amanda McMillan. Along with my co-host, Samuel Shahan, we discuss the Chicago real estate market. Our goal is to educate you on what's actually happening out there and how it impacts your real estate goals. 13 is my lucky number, just so you know that. It is. It is
1: Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13.
0: I'm not really a Swifty. I think she's incredibly talented and I think she's a brilliant woman. I haven't engaged in that part yet. I'm guessing my girls are on the brink of it. So, mm.
1: do you realize that her concert right now, her tour is about to gross a billion, like over a billion dollars? It was like the that? event
0: in Chicago that sold out more hotels, hotels than any other event this year. I know. That's insane. Rock on, Taylor Swift. I may yeah. not be a true fan right now. I'm not going to say I am, but I appreciate that woman as a talent, as a businesswoman, as that anything.
1: I love that they're all, like everyone's talking about how three women are really helping the economy stay out of a recession. It was Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Beyonce and Barbie, <laughs> the Barbie movie, literally because they grow so much money.
0: I guess that's a whole lot of girl power.
1: That is a lot of girl power. I love it.
0: Anyways, 13, we are back for episode 13. Yes. That's where we were going with yes, it. Yes, 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 um, You have been doing some <laughs> fun date stuff lately with a fun somebody
1: yes I just started dating someone it's going very well and uh I am the one who has to always I, I don't always have to create the dates I create the dates a lot of the times yes because I'm a very social person and I like to be
0: out I am not that person
1: <laughs> so, I am not the
0: planner yeah so I can understand so, the other side of the equation yeah. and I appreciate I'm dating an
1: introvert and so I'm like let's go places so we we did a really fun date the other night. It was called So Far Chicago. They do have like an Instagram, so follow them.
0: What's like, it called again?
1: So Far Chicago,
0: like so S-O-
1: S-O-F-A-R. Okay, it's all one word, literally. Um, but it was really great. It was like in it's these intimate like little concerts that. Where is it at? Give you so they give you the location 24 hours before before the actual concert. So, okay. you buy the ticket It's a you, mystery. It's a mystery, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And so it's you know the neighborhood. Okay. So you like, all right, you're like, "Hey, I'm going to buy in West Loop or hey, I'm going to buy in River North" okay. or in Logan Square. So what Square. types of places
0: is it is it at?
1: So this one was at a distillery, which was okay. really kind of fun. Nice. And I didn't realize that this like area was Chalked full of distilleries. What area and were you in? It was West Fulton. So, west of Ashland. Lot, there yeah. were a ton of them. And yep. I was like, wow, this is really great to kind of see because that area is so industrial. You like literally drive past it and you're like, okay, there's not much here. Yeah. But there actually was. So I thought it was fascinating.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And
1: that night we did the speakeasy. Do you know that train car that's right yes. by Milwaukee? Yes. And like, it's Milwaukee, Chicago. It's where you can get on the, the highway, highway by
0: Hogton. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We did that one, such good cocktails, really good vibe. It was so fun. Isn't it? Yeah. God, I've been,
0: I was there years and years ago, but I, I haven't been back since they reinvented it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've dri- like, we drive past it all the time. Yeah. I live off Chicago Avenue, so I drive past it almost yeah. on a daily basis. And literally that night we saw it, there were two people sitting outside. We're like, let's just stop. Little impromptu. <laughs>
0: Ah, that sounds awesome.
1: So what have you been up to? Like, what are the fun things you're doing in Chicago right, right? now?
0: Right, so it, it's fun because the kids are at a good age. Um, we are at a point where we can do a little bit more stuff with them. The thing that we did the other day is that we took the bikes. Uh, we biked over to Bucktown. Oh, um, cool. We did the Bucktown Art Walk, oh, uh, nice. which has gotten... We hadn't been in a few years, probably since before, definitely before COVID and definitely before kids, Um I just couldn't believe in how big it got. Uh, it was mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Uh, and just the amount of local talent. Um, I mean, most of them are, are Chicago-based or yeah. Midwest-based. And the diversity in the art and stuff like that, it was fun. There was uh, band playing. You could get food. I mean, it was a, that's a, a that's kind funny. of a normal street festival yeah. type thing. But just laden with artists showcasing their work. Um, and then we uh, rode the bikes home. We actually stopped at El Cid to sit on their patio. One of my favorites. Um, What's El Cid? El Cid the restaurant oh, I don't over in Logan Square. It's a little oh, Mexican cool. restaurant. It's been there forever. Um, fantastic. They have twofold. They have this patio out back, which you almost feel like you're not in the city anymore. Oh, fun. So it's yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. And then they actually, a few years back, they created a lounge upstairs to take on. They've always done great summer. Business, yeah, but they created this really kind of cozy, intimate lounge upstairs to uh, take on the winters as well. Interesting. And the food is fantastic, and the margaritas are really
1: good. Good. I, I love a good. I margarita.
0: like a good margarita.
1: Yes. So. Um. So how does the Bucktown Art Festival compare to the other art festivals in the city?
0: So the only ones that I've had a ton of experience with, I would say, is Old Town. Yeah. I'm trying to say, figure out how to say this without, without coming across the right. The one thing that I really liked about the Bucktown Art Festival is that it has a very local vibe. Okay. Um, it felt like you were walking down the street seeing tons of the neighborhood comes out and I think yeah. part of it is that neighborhood vibe. You're, you're immersed yep. in the middle of Bucktown um, you know, and it really spreads out well. I think the Old Town Art Walk has gotten so big and so popular. It's become a very touristy event
1: Okay. Yeah. So
0: the, the last few years that I went to that, and I, I admittedly haven't been recently, um, I think that it, it just got a little bit more not local feel to it.
1: Yeah, um, it's a party scene. And
0: totally. People came That's down, they far. were bouncing in and out of the bars. Yeah. They were probably consuming a little bit too much. Yeah. A lot of out of area and stuff like that. So this, I felt like it was, there was more attention on the actual art, art than cool. on the scene of the art.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Actually, I've been meaning to ask this about ah. you as well. And she has no idea. oh uh, <laughs> So speaking of, like, it getting bigger and bigger. Yeah? The one thing that I was... Wait, like,
0: I don't like anything talking to me about getting bigger bigger.
1: <laughs> no, the one thing that I was, like, reading over the weekend was an article about, the, like, the Logan Square um, weekly market.
0: Oh, right? the, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The farmer's market.
1: They were talking in the article that they were having issues with all these, like, non like unsolicited vendors that are showing up up, Mm -hmm. and like they want to expand it they're trying to get permits for it but they can't get permits because the police don't want it like how are how are you thinking about it because you live right there and that's you always say that's one of your favorite things in the city
0: it's it's phenomenal I mean admittedly because of when it is Sunday mornings we don't partake in it as much as we want because that's a busy time for us it's in my opinion, it's, it's been one of, the, one of the best farmers markets out there. I always say that I think the Logan Square and I think the Lincoln Park one is fantastic yeah. as well. Um, I think the hard part about this, is, which is what they're running into, is because it's on the boulevard, mm-hmm. is that they set up and they do a, a great job with it. But because there's so much other space that you're constantly seeing people just getting Showing. into that other space a lot of like garage sale types, like people just bringing stuff out and wanting to sell it on the boulevard further down. Interesting. Um, it's a hard thing because obviously they need to find a way to manage it, but you yep. also want to support the success of it because it brings, you know, there's so much good that comes out of the farmer's yep. markets in my opinion. Like it's a, it's a win-win thing, but I do understand that they're struggling with how to properly manage it, especially when we all know that one of the issues that our, our city is dealing mm-hmm. with is, the enrollment in the police force and and what's happening with that. So it's a yeah. how do we keep events doing better and thriving more, but with a little bit less support.
1: Yeah. So. Well, they actually just did that with like the Friday morning swim club. Yeah. On Montreal. You've been
0: doing that weekly, haven't? I you? haven't.
1: I haven't done it ever. Oh, I thought you but did. I list. I watch it, but that is like one I of my. i
0: visited high. via social media. Yeah.
1: I haven't been able to wake up at seven. <laughs> no. I I wake up, but I don't think about it yeah and so i just haven't it's done it huge but, from
0: what i've seen yeah. i haven't been there
1: they just shut it down last week
0: oh no yeah. it got
1: too big there was an article in the sun times where they were talking about how it is like it's breaking every single rule in the park district um like handbook i got it and so like, i could that's a bummer but it down so I think some people still went, but...
0: Sure. No, I mean, I it difficult. makes sense, especially when you're dealing with that many people in the water, because the, the water. water can be very dangerous. Yeah. But I mean, that I saw some pictures online, and it was like the thousands last, of the people. The last one
1: was 4,000 people. Like 4,000 people waking up on a Friday morning at 7 To go swimming? To go swim. And in the and lake? They do a really good job yeah. at promoting it. Like, <laughs> the guy... <laughs> They do. It's so Marketing pretty.
0: companies should be on the lookout for the yeah, people that were behind that it. Yeah, for that
1: guy who like marketed Started it. Started it. For Yeah, some. with the social media presence, dang. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's a it's bummer
0: to hear that they shut it down, but I think once again it's very realistic of what our city, this is some of the ebb and flows of yeah. of things moving forward.
1: There's only so many ladders, right? <laughs> so you have to like sit Yeah. to sit and tread water and
0: Some people cared. Yeah.
1: I mean, they've never they haven't lost anybody yet but I think that's the reason that,
0: that they know of. Yeah, exactly. Right, no, better to get ahead of it. I agree that there was some safety concerns in that, but it's a bummer to hear. Yeah. Okay, anyways, let, let's dive in. Yes. All
1: right, so first one, how is an increase in rates affecting buyers and sellers right now?
0: Well, oh, the rising interest rates question. Um, this has obviously been our topic of conversation for going on year two. Yep. Um, you know, and it's interesting. Obviously, they are still moving in mostly an upward direction, um, I think on the good side is that there's very few clients that we're working with right now that were part of the the previous market where the rates were, as we said, unhealthily yeah. low. Um, so the good news is we're not dealing with as much of losing a ton of buying power. But those that have been in the market have seen that. Mm-hmm. Now, for us, I know we talk a lot about what's happening now, and you know, as we go into the you know Q3, Q4 of the the second half of the year. One of the interesting things is, is that our interest rates are still getting beaten up. And with that, um, there's a couple of different things that we see going into place. First and foremost, there, there can be some opportunities in this market. Um, and opportunities, especially for buyers, is not something that we've talked about so far this year. Yeah. Because we've perpetually had the inventory issue. So with the inventory issue, opportunities for buyers to not be in cutthroat competitive situations has been hard. When the interest rates go up, especially when it's coupled with a time of year when we tend to see the market exhale and settle in a little bit, the interest rates going up can create an additional pause. People get nervous. They start to say, my purchasing power is a little bit less, and they pause. Mm -hmm. Um, That pause, in my opinion, and I think you're, you're very much in line with this, can create some opportunities that while others are sitting it out and waiting for things to get better, that it can cause some opportunities for those buyers. And we've even had some people that are looking more into next year yep. that have been calling saying, Hey, I'm a spring 2024 buyer that we've been really kind of talking to about what their goals are and yeah. what they want to accomplish and say, Hey, we may be in, in front of a smaller window of time where you may be able to do a little bit better and buy at a slightly higher interest rate with less competition, knowing that in the next 12, 18, 24 months, you're going to be refinancing and owning that same property at the more negotiable price you got today and at a yeah. lower interest rate. So I think for our buyers, there's definitely more more situations that are creating um, opportunities for them. The sellers, obviously, it's working slightly against, but we're just getting more creative in our negotiations, Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we've been talking about 2-1 buy-downs forever, and... But they were gone for the never, spring. We've never... Yeah, we actually personally have never done one, and now we have a couple of transactions where we're like, hey, what would a 2-1 buy-down buy actually work? And it is working. We just put together a successful transaction based on a 2-1 buy-down because one of our buyers was on the fence because it was... A, they were purchasing a little higher than what it was in the budget, yep. but it was a little bit higher than what they had initially. They were under contract with another agent under another property, and then decided to work with us. And literally, just it, it was a bit of a shell shock because interest rates in that week, right, when they were locked in with their other property versus when they were purchasing this property, yeah. went up half a percent. It's a big deal, and so it was a big deal. So we like did the two one now So and, and it's
0: and a great our, conversation uh, because right for last year this time of year yeah we were really looking into different mortgage products to provide some flexibility in what we do yep. i mean we talked a little bit more about that this spring market because the market was so competitive yeah there was no opportunity for these things but yeah. now we're back in a time which as we just talked about there's maybe some more opportunities yeah. to use these programs now samuel what is a 2-1 buy down
1: so a 2-1 buy down is it's essentially the seller is setting an escrow aside For the two-year duration and it will it buys your interest rate down two percent for the first year one percent for the second year it literally is that escrow is the difference that it's it's saving and it goes towards the seller essentially is using that escrow to pay your interest rate that difference for the two years
0: technically they don't set it aside but it feels like they do
1: no it literally is setting aside it's like Insane. but the seller yes, does it the, does seller, the
0: seller is gone from yeah, the picture yeah they
1: don't yeah the seller so, is not paying it it's set aside with the bank yes. and the bank has that escrow that is
0: for example yeah. and so these are different programs to make the rates a little bit more enticing right now for yeah. our clients i actually had it in the other thing and i've done a few of them over the years i had it where we were negotiating on a property where i was representing the seller what the buyer wanted to pay and what the seller was willing to take were two numbers that needed the gap to be bridged. And so what we did was we provided the credit to create this situation, to pay for the buy down, which we were able to go back to the the buyer and say, if I can make your- Payment. Payment less than what you agreed to at your number, would you be willing to move forward? So we can make it cheaper on a monthly basis and put you ahead, is that how we bridge the gap? So yeah. that's something that we're definitely doing. So, you know trying to be creative. We have to get a little bit more creative in this possible. market for certain. I mean, the sellers, the good news is the sellers still have the benefit of there's not a lot of inventory. Yes.
1: Can we also do another plug for buyers right now? Sure. Anything under probably four hundred thousand, right? Um the IDA program just came back. I'm out. gonna
0: stop you right in the because the numbers <laughs> okay. are so crazy on this.
1: So, oh, my God. Yeah. So the IDA program just came out.
0: It's the, no, well, but that's it's what the I'm same, saying. The, the, so
1: it's the same program. Yes. They increase the income, which is allowing a lot more people to qualify for it.
0: Exactly. So that's the big thing. So and the things to note on that, and that's where I, I got so excited, I wanted to jump in. <laughs> the income levels on it, right? It used to be seen as a little bit of a, uh, it's a grant assistance type program, yes. right? Down payment assistance. But the income levels were always very, very low. The income levels on it so just got raised to like a hundred and thirty two thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to yes. make. And the bigger thing is is the property values. Now it depends on whether or not you're in what they consider a targeted or a non-targeted area, but they go up well into the five and six hundred thousands yep. now. So yep. it's there's a lot of people that didn't necessarily think that they could fall into the categories yeah. for these types of down payment assistance. Now the big thing on it. Is that the interest rate on it's the IDA better. program is like a percentage point lower yeah. than conventional it's, rates right now? It's
1: better interest rate. It's six thousand dollars of up to six thousand dollars yep. closing cost credits. You do have to take a course, yep. so you have to take. A, I think it's an hour or two, yep. and you have to like do that process, but this is like huge we literally have three clients i have three buyers right now that are using this IDA program for certain and it is i mean it makes a world of a difference if no the interest about rate alone interest
0: rates No, it's, it's you're great for bringing that point up it's it's something that we are having a lot of people reconsider that option because before just people in a metropolitan area just made a little bit too much yeah, but now it works because
1: it used to be seventy-eight thousand. yeah so 78 to 132 that's a huge, huge jump huge so, jump yeah, we're really, really excited about that. No, right for certain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on, what is your favorite Midwest fall trip to take? Sure, yeah. I love fall. By the way,
1: I love fall too. I'm not a Halloween person. I don't like face paint. That's like I
0: know, fighting um, words in know, our household. Honey, no. It doesn't matter do whether a lot. you are. You. You do a you
1: lot. Are- I am not a face paint person. I hate the gory stuff. I like the cute little pumpkins and like hay bales and whatnot. I love fall.
0: The weather, the change, all of it. Yeah. If winter didn't follow it, it would be my favorite season.
1: Yeah. Um, So my favorite is just, I like the orchards, like going up to the apple orchards up in Wisconsin. I just think that's like a really nostalgic thing, obviously being from Wisconsin. So it's just like one of those perfect things.
0: Do they serve cheese with the apples? Um,
1: so you can stop at Mars, <laughs> Mars cheese. And you get a chunk the, of cheese and you, and you go t- up. Yeah. So yeah, I would probably say that's my favorite Midwest.
0: I could see there was one place that we used to go. I'm not going to remember the name of it, but just above the border uh, into Wisconsin where you would pay for the pumpkins by the carload. So you'd take your large, you'd, we'd take our big, biggest car and you'd like give them $20 when you drove in and as much as you could put in your car, you could take. It's crazy.
1: How, and they're no longer in business because they clearly have gone out of business.
0: Who knows on that, But <laughs> I remember that. that. Um, no, for certain. Inflation, now it's $40.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry. The people started bringing semis in. And- yeah.
1: Yeah. Some people take advantage of it.
0: No, for certain. It's so true. It's so true. No, and I agree with you. I love all the orchards, the pumpkin areas. All yeah. of that is fantastic. I'm a little partial. Um, as you know, we have a farm out in the Northwest Illinois, we're about 20 minutes from Galena. Um, It is such a beautiful place this time of year because you get all of the rolling hills. People think Illinois is flat. It is not flat out there. Um, You start to get the color changing. I love just being out at the farm that time of year just because you see everything changing. And I mean, Galena has incredible wineries. There's actually two wineries that we really enjoy. Um, One of my favorite... uh, Steakhouses is actually out there, Log Cabin. I had one of the best fillets of my entire life out there many, many moons ago. Um, So I think the food is good. The antiquing is good. It's just kind of a... And it's nice. It's two hours from the city, so it's a good getaway. Um, It's one of my favorite things to do. Love that. Thank God you bought the farm. (laughs) Minus all the work that goes into it, there is some fun as well. Actually, this is pretty interesting. We haven't done it yet, but it's on our to-do list this fall. You can go hiking with goats. So there is this place where basically you pay the admission fee and you go on a hike and they've got like a hundred goats that go hike with you.
1: So you pay to herd somebody else's animals.
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: All right. They have goats and they follow you
0: around. That's cute.
1: I love it. Um, All right. Next one is talking about (laughs) what podcast are you currently listening to?
0: Oh, I love this. I am a little bit yeah, of a podcast, podcast. junkie. Yeah. yeah, I love my podcast. Like if I'm on the car and I'm not on, uh, if I'm not on a call and I don't have my kids in the car, which they have their own playlist and we kind of do it at nauseam, um, I'm usually uh, listening to a podcast. My hands-down favorite is going to be The Prof G with Scott Galloway. Yeah, um, I adore the man. Um, I, I just, He's I really, really got really turned, smart. I got turned on to his work um, during the pandemic, he did a yeah. lot of really interesting stuff. Um, prior to that, he was known for he's a he's a collegiate professor yeah. um, teaching business. He's a really really smart guy. For me, my biggest thing about him is I really appreciate now. Not only is he talking about some really dry subjects with regards to business and the world and how things are changing, but he has a huge kind of human element to it. He yeah. talks about life. He um, he wrote a book uh, years ago called the uh, the happiness of algebra or the algebra of happiness. Thank you. I'm going to get it right. Um, that I actually give that out as a gift to every college graduate that I, that I, uh, that I know, oh, I yeah. think it's a fantastic book to read as an adult, um, or as a young adult, It just kind of deals with life. Um, so I really appreciate yeah. his perspective. He humanizes a lot of things. He's very real. He's very fallible, Um, and I appreciate that. Uh, I also listen to, uh, the Gary Vee experience quite a bit. Mm. He's, a lot very high energy yeah. um so i i can't listen to him as consistently i have to yeah. take nuggets of him but i think he's a super smooth super smart dude yeah um and he's got a lot of forward-thinking ideas so those are kind of the the things especially on a life slash business business yeah. track for me that's awesome what about you What's, what, what well, are you you did get high?
1: me you did get me into scott g or professor g yeah so i do listen to him as well um i like I do a lot of different podcasts. Like yeah. it just depends. Um, right now I'm listening to I like a lot of Chicago based ones. Yeah. That for me is like super important. So I listen to City Chicago, yep. which they always end on good news and it's so super it's so nice to hear a positive talk about your city. Right. And especially since like everyone is so negative about it, but they they give great suggestions on places to go like festivals like everything chicago they give a little news and but then they they're talking about like restaurants they also have segments that go over different neighborhoods oh nice so they highlight different neighborhoods and literally it's locals who live in the neighborhood what their favorite things to do like all of it it's just fun
0: Oh, that is super fun! I'm gonna have to get that one from you later. What was it again? City Cast Chicago. City Cast Chicago.
1: They have a blog, so they can you can get it every morning in your email. Awesome. So I do that one. I do just NPR's up first, which is kind of nice. It's just like a quick little thing to get news. It doesn't over drown everything. (laughs) There's no like political. Right. It's not this side or this side. It's very just like here's the news. Here, like just a quick update. I think that's really great. Yeah. And then they also have, like, the indicator underneath it, which is where I get a lot of my economics from. Yeah. So that's always fun. Um, And then for just shits and giggles, I love My Favorite Murder. I've always loved them. What is it's, that? It's a murder podcast. Okay. So it's these two comedians, and they literally just talk about, like, the murder stuff, I don't know. They, they have well stories. Then. So they research the story. They like talk about it and then. Like
0: real live murders? Yeah. So like. um Is there something just, I should know about you, Samuel?
1: I mean, I love a good serial killer. Somebody did say something the other day about um serial killers as a kid, like as a baby. And I was like, I never did that. So now I'm not a serial killer.
0: Well, that's good because I was just about to say if I go missing, please check Samuel's <laughs> place first. Uh, or Jeffrey his daughter's is
1: from my hometown. So I'm like, well, not my hometown, but like my area. And Gacy is from here. So I'm like, we have a lot of serial killers that are around this Midwest area. It's, there's it's scrutiny. There also truth. is talks of a serial killer being here in Chicago. There's been like 20 men that have disappeared. And so it's very fascinating.
0: I have nothing to say on that topic. I'm going to move on. (laughs) Oh, this is fun. This is fun. You are way more exciting on this front than I am. But what's the most adventurous meal you've ever had?
1: Um, So I am not an adventurous person when it comes to... But you go
0: out so much. Yes,
1: I go out, but I go to very safe places where I know, like, I'm going to like whatever it's going to be.
0: Do you have a safe word when you go there? No, I have Mm -hmm.
1: no safe word. But... Uh, so, we kind of talked about it, but I would say linea would probably be the most adventurous. I yeah. mean, it is kind of like a ballet. I mean, it's it was really, really cool. So, it, it's not adventurous in, in the terms of, like, food, because the food was is very, like, normal. But the experience. But the experience was
0: adventurous. I mean, so was it – I haven't been, because I'm a terrible planner, um, personally, not professionally. Yeah. Um, how was it? Was it fantastic? Was it? Stunning? It was good.
1: I think it's a once in a. It's probably a once one time thing. Yeah. I probably wouldn't go back personally, just because I like to eat and the. It's a sample.
0: <laughs> too much portion oh. control.
1: There's there's too much portion control. Yeah. There. It's really beautiful. Like just stunning. Like how they do it. and yeah. Literally the people, the way that they orchestrate. The presentation all, I hear is. Yeah. Crazy. Just even like with the waiters, right? The the wait staff, like they literally like serpentine in between the tables Mm -hmm. yeah it's all done at once and so that is really cool but that's awesome i'm not like uh hey i'm gonna go eat frog legs or i have had frog legs
0: yeah did you like them
1: taste just like chicken fair point hugo's frog bar
0: right exactly staple Um, my most adventurous meal, I could say hands down. Uh, it was not necessarily one that I chose, but I got taken to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back, uh, quite some time. We were in San Francisco for an inman convention. I was speaking there. Um, I was speaking the next day, the evening before we got invited from the, I believe it was the Chinese association of realtors. Oh yeah. They invited us to one of the most popular authentic Chinese restaurants in San Francisco, it was an honor to be on the guest list. It was a beautiful restaurant. They had these huge windows overlooking. It was stunning. And they came out and I said, oh, I like Chinese food, yeah. right? Who doesn't? Um, and they came out and they explained that they were going to be serving us a very traditional and authentic Chinese meal. Amazing. I am very adventurous with food. I will try everything once. Okay. If I don't like it, I won't try it again, but I will try everything once. Um, and they started to bring us course after course after course. Um, and every course was a little bit more obscure than the one before. Uh, I think we started with some, I think they politely called it squab, which I believe was then explained to me was really pigeon. Um, we went through mm. a few more courses. Uh, we got to shark fin soup. Um, I tested everything to be completely honest. I love food and nothing really tasted very good to me. Okay. Um, so it just didn't, didn't line with my palate, even to the point where as we were going through the meal, I kept not feeling better, and I felt sicker and sicker. And by the time that dessert came around, I love dessert. I'm a dessert girl. You didn't eat the dessert. I didn't even eat the dessert. Okay. We were getting ready to leave, and at one point I said, oh, my God, I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah, I raced down. It was one of those things that you had to go downstairs to get to the bathroom. I no. ran downstairs. I oh. got sick. Clearly, it didn't agree with my body. Um, and then somehow I had to pull myself together to speak the next day, which it was a rough go at it. But definitely my most adventurous. Did, I'd still go back and do it again. Did
1: anybody else get sick?
0: Not that I know of, or at least not okay. that, not that well, that's I have up to it. Um that's but it good. was it was adventurous. I will still keep my mentality that I will try anything again. I don't think I'm going back to double dip for shark fin soup. Yeah. That was that's when I thought the culprit was, or at least when Oop. I was anyways
1: sharks should stay in the ocean.
0: <laughs> not in my soup.
1: Not in your soup,
0: no. Um, anyways, that was a fun one. Yeah. Okay, Here. Wow, this is a this is a good one. This is one that I think we get quite a bit. Yeah. What's the best thing that somebody be, could be doing to help better their credit and build their credit to get a mortgage?
1: So I think it depends on the individual person. Yeah. There are so many different things that you can do in order to improve it. So some people it's paying down debt. Some yeah. people it's literally you know taking. Um, opening up more credit cards. Sure,
0: establishing credit.
1: Yep, getting more credit established. Sometimes it's removing some collections and trying to figure that out and seeing how it can drop off. So it's just it's essentially just
0: planning um, for the most part, I would say. Yeah, we've had quite a few clients that, especially collections with utility companies. Utility companies are the culprits a lot, and a lot of times it's falsely done. Mm -hmm. So we've actually had clients that, with the help of some of our lenders, have been kind of, instructed of how to go back and get those things removed. And it's, yep. it's amazing how you could see a pretty pretty uh, quick increase yeah. in, in rates off of that. You know, and I think what you're saying is absolutely what we talk about. Planning and strategy is everything that we do, right? Yeah. And we always encourage our clients to be coming to us early if there's the possibility. Not everyone has the possibility, but to start conversations with us well in advance because we can get ahead of these things. And you're right, everyone's gonna be in a different track. Do they need more credit? Do they need to pay down debt? What debt makes sense to pay down? What's gonna have the biggest improvement? And only a lender that's literally looking behind their curtains is gonna give them the best plan. So just like how we talk about people saying, hey, you may be a 2024 buyer or seller, let's have that conversation now so that we can really hit the timing for next year. We encourage our buyers to be talking to our lenders this early, too, because they might say, hey, if you do this for the next six months, you're going to be in primo position versus try and do this for the next three weeks. Um, You know, so I think so much of it comes back to somebody's specific circumstances. But the reality is, is the ability to figure out what that plan is and to do so early, it's never going to work against somebody. It's always going to be beneficial at some level and even more beneficial for some than others.
1: Yeah. No, I awesome.
0: No, and I think that that just goes into the whole other conversation that we just talked about is wow. that last year we saw this, this year we see, see it again, is that we've got people that we're talking to now about their purchase and sale plans for 2024. Already. It's not a bother. It's a preference if possible. We'd rather talk in advance so that we can look to next year and say, here's what we're yeah. expecting. Here's what we're thinking. Next year is an election year. Yikes. Um, With that being said, there's a lot of funkiness, there's a lot of funkiness and that can impact our normal stream of market. So if we can talk to somebody right now, we can see what timing is going to make most sense for them, when we think the market's going to be most suitable for them to be successful in, versus all of a sudden getting into the year and saying, oh wait, maybe we should have been on in the first, you know, in the second week of January or the first week of February, versus waiting till June because of some of the dynamics. So the mortgages are, I think, the, the same as the market. No harm ever came from reaching out early, starting conversations, totally. and and just getting aligned with that process.
1: Yeah, I 1000 percent agree. All right, last question. Oh, the fun one.
0: Oh, the fun
1: one. Um, what's your favorite place to take your dog in the city?
0: Well, I'm going to punt this one to you first because you are <laughs> the all- rodeo goes everywhere with everywhere. you. Rodeo goes on showings with you.
1: Yes, yes, sir she like literally just hangs out in the car she's gotten so much better she doesn't eat the trash in the side compartment anymore so awesome we're making strides so what are I your just favorite five years. what are your
0: favorite right you are such a yeah. good dog daddy so we what are your favorite places to take her
1: yeah so we go all over so like yesterday we were i was doing showings and literally stopped at wicker park yeah um dog park which was really fun i haven't been to wicker park dog park in a long time and i didn't realize that they're actually petitioning to improve it even yes. more
0: yeah, oh, yeah. I saw, like maybe increase chart. the size a little bit
1: not necessarily I don't necessarily think it was the size. I think it was like putting in turf. Got because it. right now it's just asphalt yep. and, and the rocks. So I think just improving it like yep. some of the other ones. Um I always say one of my favorites is the 16th in Wabash uh dog park. Oh, that one. I haven't is, been to that one. So it's literally right behind 1620 South Michigan. Okay. Um it is really a nice dog park. So it's really long. It has turf. It has water features. It has a lot of everything that you kind of want. That's awesome. So,
0: Outside of dog parks, what would you say? Are there any places that that are super dog friendly that you like to go to?
1: We walk around my neighborhood. So I live in Cabrini Green. Mm -hmm. And so there are just tons of open fields because they haven't been developed. So we do our daily walk pretty much through there. It's so nice because the the fields are so large you literally let her off the leash and everyone just lets their dog yeah and so yeah i would probably say that
0: that's awesome yeah what are you have? i mean for us the water is always a big deal right yeah boxers aren't always known we have boxers as water dogs but we've kind of created water dogs yeah. out of them um so montrose dog beach is probably i know a lot of people know about it but we have a ton of fun there the dogs love to romp in the water Boxers are not very attractive. Swimmers, if you think of their body build, they kind of look like a <laughs> child drowning. Um, but all of our dogs love to swim.
1: What's your like, tip for going to Montrose? Because it is... It
0: can be a saying. For me, the biggest tip is timing. Um, you have to be aware. I'm not going to go there at the peak hours. For That's us, I'd true. probably say the, the best time of day. And it usually works into the work schedule as well. Is kind of that uh, maybe early to late evening yep. where the sun's still out. You know, we have the later day, longer days. Not as many people are going to be out, and the the beach just isn't isn't very crowded. I don't like being there yeah. at very crowded times because I think it just can breed a lot of issues. There's always a few dogs there that aren't quite as dog friendly as they should be. Yeah. So to go in off hours, I definitely think is, is important.
1: Also, I think having two dogs would probably be like really hard to like just keep an eye on First. both of them.
0: Yeah, no, That's unless they're unless they're good pack backgrounds. Um, but yeah, because I feel like there's definitely times that I'm like, who does this dog belong to um, yeah. from that? So I, it definitely, in my opinion, it takes a little bit more planning. It's not a secret yeah. gem. But to get access to the water, um, you know, our go- we've actually taught our dogs to be good fetchers so that they have oh, focus god. in it. Um, we did once upon a time had a had a newfie Rottweiler rescue who, he was our swimmer man. That dog would hit Montrose Beach. He would start swimming, and Never after lived. after nothing, he would just go out there. And there were times that I was sending my husband out because he was almost out to the buoys. Oh my god, he was gone, um, and he just loved to swim. But you know, having dogs that are a well-trained yeah um i think it's, it's, it's a great place uh to be and if your dog isn't that dog then finding something that's a little bit more secluded yeah. for certain
1: um i would say my number one tip with the montrose dog beach yeah. is it is literally for you to stand and watch your dog and interact with your Go dog leg. do not think you're going to lay down no you're not or don't bring chairs. Don't bring anything in there yeah. that you do not want peed on, sand on, anything yeah. like that. Because I don't know how many times I've I've almost been peed on. That's the issue. You
0: haven't been peed on? Oh, no. I, I'm certain I've had it. It was
1: close, but literally, like you sit there and you're like enjoying your moment and then four dogs come over and pee on your blanket, but it's almost on you.
0: No, absolutely. Like the commitment to go (laughs) to the dog beach, you are committing to take your dog or your fur child to the beach. That is not you time as much as it is them time. (laughs) And that's, this is a terrible story. Our, our Newfie Rottweiler, he had this thing that we didn't know at first and we learned very, very quickly and then we were able to manage it. But the minute he would hit the water, he'd go to take a poop oh nice so the first time we were horrified because we saw him circling We're like oh my god what's he about to do what's he about to do and we went running to do it so we learned very quickly after that incident, because it was mortifying um that we made sure that he went somewhere else before he hit the water oh that's good no pooping in the water
1: it happens <laughs> yeah. if you're at the dog beach right that's what happens? somebody somebody's
0: you, pooped in the water yeah
1: if you Want another dog beach that's like a little bit more intimate? Yeah. The Belmont. Dog the Belmont beach is actually for more, Is yeah. really nice, and they put a washing station right out of it, like right outside of it. This is the first year that I've seen them have it, so that's kind of nice.
0: That is super nice. for Yeah. Certain. Anyways, we love the fact that the city we is so puppies. dog friendly. Go yeah. go
1: puppies. um okay. Cool. I
0: think All we right. wrapped it up. That was it. Until next time, <laughs> Chicago. Until next time.